This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life with your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason with your host, John Rush. Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, it is Thursday. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I've got Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House with us today. Dr. Kelly, I always start with you. Welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, as always. Always a joy. Steve House as well. Nice having you as well. Uh, It's been a few weeks since we've chatted, so glad you're back with us. Hey, John. Glad you're back, too. Last time I talked to you, you were in Las Vegas gambling or something. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not a gambler. I, I, I do enough of that here as, a, as, as being self-employed. So, uh, yeah, no, I don't do that. But, but uh, no, uh, big trade show, and, and uh, yeah, Vegas is, is Vegas. But the sphere is very cool. I will say that. I talked about that when I got back. If you haven't seen that, it is very cool, actually. I've uh, actually been in Phoenix and Chicago for the last two weeks at healthcare trade shows or healthcare conferences, so... I understand, but nothing as cool as the spear, though. Very, very cool. Okay, so speaking of all of that, and what I should do, too, to begin with, is Dr. Kelly Victory, there's a complete uh, bio of her and everything that she's done in the past and, and related to our program. If you're joining us for the first time, we do this. Uh, literally, Steve and I have been doing this every Thursday uh, since uh, COVID really began, and Dr. Kelly joined us shortly there after all of her bio is on our website, RushToReason.com. Steve, there's no bio on the website for you. We need to build one. I'll just have producer Ann at some point uh, do that and get that done. But what is your bio, and how are you connected to all of this? Well, I've been in healthcare for more than 40 years now. And um, you and I connected because I was the state Republican Party chairman in Colorado, and we were talking politics, and then eventually we got into health care. And Kelly and I know each other through that process. Kelly was actually part of, I, I think, the leader of my health care plan team during the 2020 congressional run in Colorado. So we've been connected long before that, but that's been how we're connected today. And long before that, even Steve and I were doing some technology things on air all the way back 10 plus years ago or so. But at any rate, very, very qualified. Both of them are to talk about the things we talk about. Before we get going, though, uh, and Dr. Kelly, I throw this to you, Steve, you comment as well. But Dr. Kelly, Israel, I think, has finally admitted that this is now a pandemic of the vaccinated that just came out this past week. Yeah, well, this has been the the fact, John, for quite some time. We've known this. We have huge studies, including one dating back from over a year ago to the the Cleveland Clinic study, uh, over 50,000 patients that showed that the more vaccinated you were for COVID, the more likely you were to contract COVID. Correct. The exact opposite of what a vaccine or injection is supposed to do. So, yes, unfortunately, and I had predicted this from the beginning, that these shots would do damage to the immune response. 
and I take no joy in being right, but yeah. that is in fact now being borne out in the data that the people who are more vaccinated are more likely to get sick. And I would ask listeners to think about it. Um, just, you know, who, if you're vaccinated or not, you know, who's getting sick around you? I can tell you that from my perspective, I, I am not vaccinated. And honestly, I have not had, knock on wood, I haven't had an upper respiratory infection in three years. Mm -hmm. I've really done remarkably well from that perspective. In contradistinction, my friends and family who are heavily vaccinated seem to always be having a cold, a sore throat, some head congestion or something. And I think that, you know, just I would ask people to, you know, look around and see just your own observational study, what you're seeing. Uh, whether or not people are coming down with COVID or whether they're coming down with other infections, the reality is this is now a pandemic of the vaccinated. I've got something to play along those lines in a minute to really kind of back up everything Dr. Kelly said. Not that, again, unfortunately, Dr. Kelly, uh, you, I, Steve, we have been correct in all of this. Not that we wanted to be, but it didn't take much to really figure a lot of this stuff out, which I'm surprised that more haven't. But Steve, get your comments on this as well. And again, you and I were talking about this even before Kelly came along. And the reality is, you know, we were, you and I, we were just straight looking at the data early on saying some of these things. And then we learned a lot more once Dr. Kelly came along. Well, yeah, two things. Number one, before Dr. Kelly came along, we could say almost anything and no one would correct us. But that has changed <laughs> because we now have a doctor on the call who knows what's going on. Um, regarding Israel, I, I think it's a bigger story than a lot of people think. And the reason why is Israel is a very closed society. It's Correct. very close-knit. Um, they're under threat to all kinds of things. They don't import any food into the country. They grow it all there in the desert with some unique things. They do a lot of that kind of stuff. So when you think about them and being vaccinated, I mean, they went in all the way on vaccination. They, they went all the way in because they looked at it as an outside threat. They did that. So when you take the country that went all the way in, as hard as they did, and then they come out and say it's a pandemic of the vaccinated, there's something to that. That's not like some third world country that, mm -hmm. you know, some of what we see is sketchy. That's not the case with Israel. They know what they're doing, and they did this 100% when they vaccinated, so now they're the ones who are regretting what happened. All right, along those lines, and you guys sent me this. Uh, actually, I, I, I'm sorry, I get so many different text messages in from the three of us, and then producer Ann throws some things as well, so doesn't matter. I'm going to play this anyways. I want you guys to comment on this. And this is from Instagram, and they don't have the ability to stop, start. So, Charlie, once I hit play, it will most likely start. So let me make sure I get my volume up. I'll hit this, and we should be able to go right away. Here we go. Being a cardiologist, what kind of devastation have you seen? Dr. Well, Peter McCullough, The spike protein the clearly is in the heart. The messenger RNA is stuck in the heart now. A recent paper by Crossan and colleagues showed this. The spike protein is produced locally there. It damages the heart muscle. And now the, uh, one of the most stunning papers I've seen is by Nakahara and colleagues in the United States, 700 vaccinated versus 300 unvaccinated. The cardiac PET scans, the positron emission tomography scans, change in nearly everybody who took the shot. Wow. The heart changes from preferring free fatty acids as substrate to glucose, which is a diseased pattern. And we are now seeing for the first time cardiac arrests in people who have taken the vaccine with no myocarditis. And we believe it's some form of a vaccine-induced metabolic cardiomyopathy. Teenagers, why are they being affected? One of the updates is that I assembled a team, worldwide team. We evaluated every single autopsy published in the peer-reviewed literature of people who died after the vaccine. Top-line results, 
73.9% of cases independently adjudicated, the deaths were due to the vaccine. They were. Wow. So we know the next person who dies unexpectedly with no antecedent illness, no expectation that this would happen, that if they've taken the vaccine, it's more likely than not due to the vaccine. All right. So you guys, uh, Dr. Kelly, I'll start with you. Not much different than what we've been talking about other than in this particular case with those 700 individuals that were studied, no uh, myocarditis uh, in, in, you know, in that at all, but yet still had heart issues when it came to their PET scan. Yes, and I, I want to go back for one second. Allow me to go back to something really important that sure, Steve sure, said sure, sure. Uh, just previously, which was you pointed out a nuanced but I think critically important point, which is that it's very, very important you should pay attention when somebody who was all in for something all of a sudden does a 180. Good point. In the case of Israel. Good point. Okay? That is why somebody like Dr. Asim Mohatra, the uh, British cardiologist, is so impactful, I think, because he was all in on the vaccines until his father was killed by one. And now he is one of the most outspoken people about it. Those people are really worth listening to when they do a 180. Now you're up to somebody like Peter McCullough, who's reporting on this. Peter and I have been on the same camp from the very beginning of this debacle. And what he's reporting is is correct and very scary, because we know that we have seen increased incidents of myocarditis, of heart damage that is causing what we think are some of these sudden cardiac arrests. Now we're seeing heart attacks, sudden, you know, sudden heart attacks in people who don't have underlying heart disease, no evidence of it, and they don't have evidence of, of myocarditis either, but they now are having this metabolic issue that's being caused by the vaccine. This is a nightmare. This means there are multiple pathways by which we are inducing cardiac injury from these. Furthermore, as Peter said, we have clear evidence of spike proteins within the heart muscle. And the problem, again, and we've, we've talked about this so many times, is that when you get vaccinated, there is no off switch. Right. There's no right. turning off the production of these toxic things. You are creating the very thing that is getting jammed up in your heart muscle and causing autoimmune issues and causing uh, immune system damage and causing turbo cancers. And there's no off switch. And this was my grave concern about mRNA from the very beginning. The idea that they injected these without having any idea for how long you would produce the spikes is absolutely unconscionable. Steve, you want to comment on uh, not only that, but uh, some of what Dr. Kelly said in response to that as well? Yeah, in fact, I think someone needs to ask her a question. I'm going to ask that question, which is, I'm assuming, Kelly, that when the heart muscle takes in glucose instead of what it's supposed to take in, that that's what's causing the impact, the metabolic impact that causes the heart Mm -hmm. to have a heart attack. I mean, you have to have a blocked vessel essentially for it to have a heart attack. So is this the, the, the muscles taking in glucose and it's clogging up an artery faster than normal causing a heart attack? Is that what's happening? Well, I think a couple, it's a great question, and I think we don't know the full pathophysiology of it. There's no question that we had seen prior to this study that Dr. McCullough was just reporting on, we had seen 
unbelievable rapid acceleration of underlying atherosclerotic disease, of heart disease, mm. and it's yeah. likely because of this glucose issue. So people who already had a little bit of plaque or a little bit of hardening of the arteries, a little bit of blockage, all of a sudden got supercharged and accelerated, and this is likely why. Why somebody who has no evidence of, of heart disease, has, doesn't have any underlying stuff, then ends up having a heart attack because of this glucose issue. I'm not sure. I, I don't think we know yet. Are they developing a clot? Is it causing the heart to beat erratically and go into a dysrhythmic pattern? Yeah, yeah that was really quick, I, Dr. I Kelly. That was, we, that was also my question to kind of dovetail into Steve, is knowing what and I've learned from my hour on Wednesdays with what sugar does and so on and why we need to try to avoid it as much as we can, it's also a stimulant. So is it also because it's going right into the heart, as Steve said, is it also increasing heart rate, therefore compounding all of these things? Exactly. I think it's probably multifaceted. Okay. And I don't think anyone's done the studies yet that I'm aware of to say, whoa, why is this happening? We've now uh, uncovered one serious problem, which is this you know, reliance on glucose or the, the shift, I should say, to, to glucose where we normally wouldn't have that in the heart muscle. Um, I don't think it's, it remains to be seen exactly what's all at play, whether it's a combination of acceleration of clots, acceleration of underlying atherosclerotic disease, whether it's a, uh, causing dysrhythmias. We don't know yet, but the, the bottom line is there's no question that the vaccines are inducing this mm-hmm. kind of cardiac dysfunction. Interesting. So, John, John, there's, there's another really important piece here. It doesn't want it to take long to say. Sure, it. no, go ahead. You're fine. There were, there were lots of people who collapsed. You know, Damar Ham, Hamlin, right. Bonnie right. James, all these people, right? If, if you collapse and you did not have myocarditis at the time, they would have said it's not the vaccine. Now that's different. I mean, if you figure out, I mean, we didn't do, right. we weren't doing PET scans on people back then. We, it wasn't something the study hadn't been done. Had they done PET scans, I might have in fact found the glucose in there. So there's probably been a lot of people who had drop dead like heart attacks hmm. that didn't have underlying myocarditis, which seemed to be the cause. And now it may not have been the cause. So now you got many, many, many more possible um, people who have died or had major, major cardiac arrests that were not blamed on the on the vaccine, but should have been. Okay, good segue. Guys, hang tight. We'll come right back. If you have a question for Dr. Kelly or Steve, let me know. 307-282-22 is our text line. We've got a lot more to cover. We always do, by the way. So uh, real quick, affordable interest mortgage. Kurt Rogers is going to join me at 5 o'clock tonight. We'll talk about the housing market, mortgages, and what's happening, uh, potentially what the future looks like for 2024. In the meantime, his direct number, 720-895-0500. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original asset manager loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take aim, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 
NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. If you're looking for a doctor similar to what we're talking about right now with Dr. Kelly Victory, give Dr. Scott Faulkner a call today. He would love to have you as a patient, 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Is solar right for you? Find out from Alan Davis today. One phone call, 303-378-7537. Alan Davis understands how important energy independence is, and he wants you to know how to kick the power company to the curb. Worrying about outages and the cost of extreme changes in the unforgiving Colorado climate creates anxiety. Creating your own power gives you peace of mind. No more stress about leaving your lights on when you want to, running the AC to stay comfortable, or regulating your power use because it's all your power. You will have more protection against EMP events, cyber attacks, solar flares, and more because you don't rely on public utilities to supply your power. You own the power plant, so you won't have surprise fluctuations in the bill because it's hot or cold outside. Say goodbye to surprise power bills eating into your lifestyle. Alan Davis of Level Engineering has the solution you need for complete energy independence. And he wants to share it with you. So reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com slash solar today to learn more about how solar will change your life. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And we, we got a call on this. And you know what? I've never really thought about this before. But if you want to send us a text message, 307 307- 280222 and if you'd like just plug that number into the message you know the the phone number line of your phone as to where you would want to send a message to name that rush to reason as a person company however you want to do it in your own contact list and then when you get ready to send a message just go to rush to reason or john rush however you want to do that and then in the message area just send us a message it'll go right to our text line and Away we go. I never really thought about that before. But, yeah, if you've never sent a message to us, that would be the way to do that. You can send us, by the way, on that text line. I can accept everything from links to videos to pictures. to It's just like a regular text message. So I've got all the same uh, ability to receive things, you know, documents, PDFs, you name it. I can receive everything, links and so on, just the way that you would normally send a text message. So guys, sorry, Dr. Kelly and Steve, we had a call on that. I just thought I'd cover 
that really quick. So if people want to reach out to us, they definitely can. And by the way, that's a 24-7 thing. Now, middle of night, I may not answer that. Although, Dr. Kelly and Steve, you guys know that for the most part, I pretty much do most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same with me. I I respond to messages all the time at 3 in the morning. People say, what are you doing? It, it, it's pretty it's pretty funny so i mean i mean you know if that's it's what we do i don't mind doing it guys if if i can help somebody along these lines and by the way when it comes to a lot of what we talk about i do get a lot of messages in and i'll even forward those to you guys at times i've uh, been doing it now long enough to where some of this i pretty much know some of these you know direct answers dr kelly just because of listening to you for so long but back to what we were hearing in that video, and back to the fact, and I promote it this way, that Israel's now making an about-face, saying, wait a minute, time out. You know, we know there's issues here, so the dumb question I have, Dr. Kelly, is why are we still pushing these things? Well, that's the, the really the salient question here. Unfortunately, the vaccines, have, and I use that term loosely, right. these injections have Correct. failed at all three things they were purported to do. Number one, we know they do not stop you from contracting COVID. Number two, we know they do not stop you from transmitting COVID to others. Right. The vaccine manufacturers and the FDA themselves acknowledge both of those things. And number three, there is almost very thin, I'd say zero, I'd say very, very thin evidence that these vaccines decreased your risk of hospitalization or death particularly now with the current strains, which are so mild that they are akin to a common cold. So these shots have failed at all three things. Yet on the flip side, there is a just tsunami of evidence that they cause significant harm. We are Mm -hmm. seeing not only these cardiac issues that we were just talking about and that Dr. McCullough was reporting on, but as I said, the association with new cancers, turbo cancers, uh, harm to the immune system overall. You're not just putting yourself at risk for getting COVID by getting vaccinated for COVID. You're putting yourself at risk for all kinds of other problems, including other infectious diseases and immune issues and everything in between. So everything in medicine ultimately boils down to a risk-benefit calculation. And right now, there is it's fundamentally zero benefit yep. from getting one of these shots and, and all risk. It's 100% risk. There's, it's absolutely unconscionable in my mind that anyone is even suggesting them, let alone mandating them where they still are at certain places, including you know quite a few colleges and universities right. in this country. Steve, the business side of me and you probably says exactly what Dr. Kelly said, by the way. In business, you look at the risk versus reward side. And in business, if there was... Little to absolutely no reward, as Dr. Kelly just said a moment ago. There's not a business on the plant that would move forward, unless you're the U.S. government, by the way. There's not a business on the plant that would move forward with any kind of plans knowing there's no reward in it. Am I right? You're absolutely right. In fact, it it costs a whole bunch of money, first of all. So it's costing healthcare dollars that should be used for something else. In my travels over this past 10 days, I did encounter... Two different groups, one I'll quote, which was a large medical group that did nothing but oncology. And, you know, the, the CEO of that group said, our business has never been more strong, more robust in terms of patients needing our, our, our help. And we've run out of, the, you know, some of the chemotherapy drugs that we need. We're, you know, we're sometimes we're down 50% of what we need because we just can't get them. Wow. And there's so many people suffering from cancer. Now, a lot of those people will suggest to you that those cancers are caused by delays in getting care during the COVID process. But here's the other factor, right? So 
So you get a turbo cancer because you've been vaccinated four right. times. Right. There are also people out there who have not been vaccinated who have gotten cancer. You basically take away from the system itself the ability to care for people when you're spending so much money fighting problems that were created by the vaccine, and we're still pushing it. Which I'll remind you of, Steve, early on, even before having Dr. Kelly on, these were things you predicted all the way back early on that would happen. And again, unfortunately, you're correct. I know. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say, Kelly, I think the, the hard part is every week I think we're somewhere near the peak of it, you know, that we've seen a crescendo in it. But we haven't, and I don't know when that's going to come. No, unfortunately, Steve, I think you're right, because many of these things will not rear their ugly heads. We won't become aware of them for years to come. Fertility issues, for example, you won't know the true impact of these injections on fertility for probably a decade or more when, you know, that when we can look back epidemiologically and, and actually look at the crunch the numbers. Same thing with cancers. Many of these cancers we won't know about and we won't be able to prove and document the increases in certain categories of cancers for quite some time. Likewise, with with autoimmune issues, we have no idea, some of these things, what the impact will be on children, for example. Children's immune systems are still developing. We've vaccinated now a bunch of kids, young children, babies, children, you know, six months old and older. There's no telling. So, yes, we, you know, it's very dramatic and tragic when we see a sudden cardiac arrest in a young, healthy athlete from this injection. But there are things that we are not going to know about until well into the next decade mm. uh, and perhaps beyond. Then add into that the unbelievable impact, the huge toll that we took on people with regard to the lockdown itself, having nothing to do with their physical health, but their emotional health, financial health, spiritual health, the fact that we have induced an entire generation of children to have social fear and anxiety because they've grown up with people who are masked. They've been told, you know, six feet distance is is safe and that you shouldn't get too close to people. You shouldn't want to, you know, rub shoulders with somebody in the line at the grocery store. This is absolutely horrific, and we won't know the exact toll of those sorts of uh, mitigation schemes for a long time to come. Yeah, I, I think, and, and again, Steve, to your point, and yours too, Dr. Kelly, uh, we didn't want to be right from day one, by the way. We really, you know, let's face it, we, we didn't want to because these are people's lives at stake. So at the end of the day, we wanted to be wrong, right, guys? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I, Go ahead, Steve. Well, I mean, you know, originally we were talking about if I have a pet bat, am I at risk for coronavirus? And then we find out through federal open records requests, through emails, through all the documentation. I mean, Peter advised the European Union to get out of the WHO. So, yeah, I didn't want to be right about it. But now that we we are aware of all this stuff, it's time for some real serious action. And I don't see it. And that's the part that's really bothering me. Well, the other frustrating part, guys, and you'll love this, is Dr. Fauci was in Denver these last few days giving some seminars. And one of the things that I read on social media that he happened to say was what's really been frustrating to him is how everything social media folks like us has distorted science. And he wishes we would just get back to it. And I think my comment would be, yeah, why don't you get back to it, Dr. Fauci? Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, this guy has been so far from the actual science 
as to be, you know, laughable. Uh, we've known, as I said, I didn't say the things of, about masking and social distancing and the damages of lockdowns because I'm a good guesser. I said these things from the beginning, John, because these have been well-proven, well-documented in the literature for decades, whether it's masking or, it's, you know, the, the harm that would be caused by lockdowns. Why did doctors think that hydroxychloroquine might ever work for COVID? Oh, I don't know, because Anthony Fauci authored a paper in 2005 uh, concluding that hydroxychloroquine was very effective against SARS-CoV-1, the first SARS virus. So it wasn't a big leap to think that it might be effective against SARS-CoV-2, this version of it. Yet when you try to point that out, you get shut down and censored. So it's, in fact, Anthony Fauci who has absolutely uh, pushed away the science. This is voodoo, this idea of wearing a mask. You might as well wear a clove of garlic around your neck because it will have a better chance of warding off the virus. And and really quick, Steve, on top of that, I got somebody that texted me in an article today uh, out of – got to make sure I find this – uh, it's out of WND.com. Never seen this before. Explosion of miscarriages after COVID shots. Again, something you were talking about early on as well. Yeah, you know, that, I mean, first of all, pregnant women don't get vaccines because vaccines are inflammatory and you don't want inflammation in a pregnant woman. So why we did it, even though we didn't test it on pregnant women, the vaccine, we gave it to pregnant women um, once COVID vaccines came around. And then there's there's this other issue, and, and Kelly's pointing it out in a way, which is there's so many things that we got wrong, right? I mean, we we got wrong of, of vaccinating a pregnant woman. We got wrong about natural immunity, for example. I mean, SARS-CoV-1 had natural immunity forever. Why did we not think more about natural immunity and take it slower with people who had natural immunity? But now that we know that they were wrong about so many things, I still think it's really worthy for the federal government, for the WHA to go back and correct those things so that people can learn mm-hmm. something about how viruses work and what to do with their own health and how to make better decisions on whether you're getting a vaccine or not. They won't correct them because they would have to admit they were dramatically wrong. In fact, in the case of some of them, they were destructively, you know, corrosively corrupt in the process. But for me, those are factors. And, and certainly pregnant women should never take a vaccine just from an inflammatory reason, unless there's some really good reason that their doctor tells them. And Kelly can correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, no, you're exactly right. And I would submit again, and I think one of the most important points is I eschew anybody who makes the claim, yeah, well, we didn't know that, you know, if we knew then what we know now, you know, we, we were in the fog of war, it was a novel virus, there was no way that we could have known. Oh, yeah, there was. And mm-hmm. I will keep saying, yes, there was. Because I knew from the very beginning, Steve, you were pointing these things out. We knew this stuff because it has been well established. You never, ever, and one of the sacrosanct rules in medicine is you never use a new drug, a therapeutic, or an intervention on a group of people on whom it has never been tested. Pregnant women were never in the subject. They were never tested at all. There was limited testing for these injections from the start, but pregnant women were not included at all. There's absolutely zero, not only rationale, but justification for injecting pregnant women when it wasn't tested on them. And Steve, you're right, it's highly inflammatory. We've known from the beginning of time that masks 
do not stop the spread of respiratory viruses. Yep. Social distancing, made-up construct. We've known from the beginning of time that natural immunity is always, there are very few absolutes in medicine, I will say always, natural immunity is better than vaccine-induced immunity. So the entire concept of of, of that, you know, that we had to vaccinate these people mm-hmm. was bogus from the start. Then talk about asymptomatic spread. If you don't have any symptoms, but you still you need to quarantine and stay six feet apart and not congregate in public, are you kidding? We've known from the beginning of time that asymptomatic spread is not a, the driver of a respiratory virus, and Anthony Fauci himself admitted as much. So I really take offense at people saying, well, there's no way we could have known and that we made mistakes because it was novel. No, you made you, you made mistakes. You made a choice. Right. These weren't, again, these weren't mistakes my government made. These were lies my government told me. Yep. Uh, great segue. Steve, you want to add anything to that before we take a break? Go ahead. Well, I, I mean, not just pregnant women, but how do we give it to six-month-old babies? Yeah, good I mean, point. we didn't really do right. any testing on six-month-old yeah, babies. great I mean, point. We'd be better off. We should have given it to mice for a lot longer because some of the testing was simply 10 mice, and that was it. That was the only testing they did for the latest boosters. I mean, it's just insane that you would give it to kids like that who weren't dying from it. Yep, fully agreed. It wasn't wasn't tested on pregnant women. It wasn't tested on children or babies. It wasn't tested on anyone with an autoimmune disease. It wasn't tested on anyone who had an allergy to polyethylene glycol. It wasn't tested on anybody who'd already had and recovered from COVID and on and on. There were huge groups of people on whom it was never tested, yet those people immediately were under the rules for the mandate, and it was given to all of these people as well. This was unconscionable. It breaks every rule of medical ethics. All right, well, we're going to come back, guys. If more questions, send it my way, 307-282-22. And producer Ann reminded me that if you want to know how to do a text message and really make it easy, just on your phone, your smartphone, go to Rush to Reason, open a browser, go to RushToReason.com. On the very front page, there are links there, and there's one of them happens to be the text link. If you just click that, it will start a text message for you, and it'll just fill in the blanks and... Off you go. So they make it. We, she's made it very automated that way. So if you have a question that way, just go to RushToReason.com. On your phone, you can see the text line right there. Click it, and it'll start a text message to us for you that way. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. If you have a plumbing, a plumbing problem at all, please give them a call today, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Low water pressure can ruin your day. But high water pressure can damage your fixtures and appliances, and High Five Plumbing can help you prevent it. High pressure causes water to flow too powerfully through your pipes, so when it comes to the end of a line, it slams into your fixture or appliance, causing damage that potentially voids the warranty on the appliance or fixture. So if you're hearing banging in your pipes that sounds like this, you may have water pressure that's far too high. There are many factors that can affect water pressure, so High Five installs a device to measure and regulate that pressure, so you're not damaging your toilets, faucets, fridges, or anything else in your home that uses water. For water pressure that's out of control, or even just to find out if it is, call High Five for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH-FIVE, or go to klzradio.com plumbing and tell them you're a KLZ listener for $50 off your repair.
Getting to the end of the year, make sure that you've got things handled tax liability-wise, and Golden Eagle Financial can help you with all of that. 303-744-1128. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, it's Thursday. We have Dr. Kelly Victory, Steve House with us as well. You can find out more information on Dr. Kelly Victory. By the way, go to the website, RushToReason.com, a whole page dedicated there. And all of our past episodes are also there as well. All right, Dr. Kelly, Steve House, we'll start with you, Dr. Kelly. Here is the article, Life Site News Whistleblowers. The FBI targeted unvaxxed agents who didn't wear masks, and they took part in religious activities to the point where some of these guys and gals were sidelined on their job and pushed them toward exiting the FBI. Have you heard about that, Dr. Kelly? Well, I I hadn't heard about the FBI in particular specifically, but God knows I've heard this across the board, John, but in almost every industry where this became, this is no, uh, not unlike any other time when we end up, you know, targeting a particular group where the government is successful in getting people. It reminds me of some other times in our, in the history of the world, uh, where we were able to, I didn't, you know, in this case, it was the unvaccinated or the unmasked who are targeted as the vermin, as the unclean, as the, you know, the drivers of disease. Right. Uh, and it's happened in every industry, whether it's in, with teachers, uh, it's happened in families, it's happened in church com- you know, communities, and certainly in every uh, level, every government organization, uh, where people were pushed out, sidelined, uh, targeted, you know, Personally, they were given, you know, different different hours or different duties or different and made it very uncomfortable for them. I have a good friend who's an emergency physician uh, in Colorado who did not get vaccinated against the wishes of, of the hospital and her group. She didn't lose her job, but they required her to get tested every day before she uh, with a PCR test. Hmm. And she told me that they would shove this swab so far up her nose that she would leave crying. Wow. I mean, they were clearly being punitive. Wow. They were being punitive, and this happened across the board. This is absolutely so evil and so immoral that it honestly it makes me very, very angry. Somebody, by the way, really quick, Steve, before you comment, wants to know when you and Dr. Kelly are going to write a book that pulls all of this COVID scandal, failed responses, and suppression of data together. <laughs> uh, they've been listening for several years. We have saved several family members of their family, but the shot actually killed one of them. You know, it's probably not a bad idea, and, and there's two aspects of the book, right? There's the part that is factual, corrective, you know, it reveals the corruption, but there's then the other part of the book it talks about the social dilemmas that it's created, yep. the impact it's created yep. on society in general. And yep. what you and Kelly were just talking about, I mean, think about this for a minute. The best way to be right, if you actually are wrong, is to eliminate everybody who opposes your point of view. Yep. So, you know, if, if every single person got vaccinated, there would be no unvaxed, uh, unvaxed people, and therefore there could be no one who was an outlier to the mainstream. Which, by the way, Steve, well, I think out. at one time we talked about this, that was their mission from the get-go was to do exactly Absolutely. what you just said. No question, no question. And today, I mean, I, I talked to a doctor just recently who just vaccinated, you know, you know, a bunch of people and her family, her partner's family and other people. And, you know, I, I just pointed out to him, I said, you know what? you're the 3%. 
You know, he's like, well, people don't understand. They don't read. They don't pay attention. I said, well, 97% of the people think they know because they're all doing the same thing. It's the 3% that aren't doing it that is more shocking to me. It's like, do do I believe that 3% know more than the 97%? I don't know. There's a chance of that. But based on what I do know, I think the 97% has figured out that this just isn't the right thing to do. So why are we still seeing and paying for with our tax money commercials right. on TV for these vaccines when they just don't work? They're not even, they shouldn't even be taken if they were not injuring people. If they were just failed vaccines, they still shouldn't be used. And really quick, Dr. Kelly, isn't the number of people that didn't get anything at all, so those the three of us, by the way, that are in this this figure, isn't that like 14% or am I off on that, Dr. Kelly? Well, well, it's, it's a great question, and we will, I've addressed this before, John, we will likely never know. Mm. Early on, there was high motivation, uh, good incentive for people to lie about being vaccinated, even if they weren't. Gotcha. Because you recall, gotcha. you, know, you couldn't get in, onto a plane or go to the, you know, the basketball game or attend school. So many, many people falsified vaccine cards and said they were vaccinated even when they weren't. Now, fast forward, there's high incentive for people to say they aren't vaccinated when they in fact are. Good point. They either feel foolish, they feel foolish, or they feel they don't, you know, they know that people don't want to be around them because of the issue of vaccine shedding or concern about shedding. Uh, or whatever it is, they know that you know a lot of men, for example, have you know are getting turned down for dates because women are saying, "I don't want to date a man Good who's point. You know, shedding." Uh, yeah. So we will never actually know the real number, but I think best estimates are that there's somewhere around 25 percent of the population that actually isn't vaccinated, and you're and I hope it's that high. I fear that it's not, but I hope it's. Yeah, that I don't. High. I'm, you're you're um, more you're more uh, optimistic than I on that one. The CDC wants you to believe that it's less than, you know, that it's closer to 10% of people aren't vaccinated because, you know, this is the old, you know, jump on in and everybody's doing it. Uh, No, actually, everybody isn't. Uh, And they were trying very hard. You make the important point. They were desperate to try to eliminate what I call the control group, yep. which is the three of us. That's right. We were, we're the control group, the, the pure bloods, if you will. Uh, you know, and the best way, as Steve was rightly pointing out, to make sure that you appear right is to eliminate the competition, eliminate the control group, make sure that there's no way to prove that these things, that these injuries, that these diseases or, uh, or whatever else were caused by the vaccine because you eliminate and there is nobody around who wasn't vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to make that to really make that point. Um, I am hopeful that it's as much as 25%, uh, but I, I maintain we will never actually have a, uh, an accurate reading. Steve, your comments on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the one thing you have to do, and I think anybody listening to this needs to remember, if you have been vaccinated and you go to the doctor and you have you know, cancer or something unusual going on, you need to be honest with them. Because they need to, they aren't going to be able to tell in general. There may be some tests down the road where it's fairly obvious to spot spike proteins. But right. in reality, if you ended up injured by the vaccine, declaring that you didn't have it isn't going to help you. You need to figure that out. And in the meantime, again, I think the 97% have figured this out. I'd be surprised if it was over 1% who got vaccinated when, a ne- when the next booster comes out. Mm. Because it just isn't helping anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And people are getting sick every right. day by taking it. So really quick, this is uh, you guys will enjoy this. I got this text message today, and I haven't had one of these in quite some time. 
from the CDPHE state public health records show you may be due for your annual flu vaccine. Contact a vaccine provider today to schedule an appointment for locations near you. Visit blah, 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 blah. If you've already received a flu vaccine, reply to this text and let us know about it. We'll update your immunization record. I, I just opted out of, you know, I did the stop. I don't want to hear this anymore nonsense. But Dr. Kelly, that's how far they're pushing some of this. I'm just waiting for one to say, you never got the, you know, the, 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 the shot, the jab. You know, why haven't you? I'm just waiting for that one, Dr. Kelly. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, you know, I, I think people should double down on and remind themselves that you have sovereign immunity over your own body and your own health care choices. And if you don't want to get one of these vaccines, you should push back. They are absolutely trying to voice these things. They're trying to scare people about influenza and RSV and COVID. And I promise, unfortunately, I promise the next uh, fear fest is coming. I don't know what it is they're going to launch. It may be another respiratory virus. It may be uh, Ebola. It may be malaria. It may be something else related to Bill Gates and his mosquito farm. Um, I don't know what it is that they're going to launch, but I promise it will be uh, it's around the corner, and all you need to do is listen to Tony Fauci and the people at the WHO who are just, you know, lathered at the mouth about, you know, the idea that it's coming. There's going to be another pandemic, another pandemic. They can't wait to come up with something else. Mm-hmm. You know, with regard to your actual risk from influenza and whether to take an, a flu shot, you know, if you look at the, the data, the studies, the predictions for this year, it's not predicted to be particularly good. Uh, so I never get a flu shot because I know I'll do just fine right. if I get the flu, uh, and I'm not suggesting that any individual should or shouldn't take one, but I would not buy into this constant fear. Well, and I, you've said this before, and it's okay to say this again. I think we're in that time of season where it's fine to actually say this. They guess. It's a best guess as to what flu strains will even be out there. They build these, in that case, the vaccine Accordingly, they're at all best, Dr. Kelly, I think you've said about 40% effective at best. So at the end of the day, uh, does it really help or not? I'm, I'm with you. I'll just stick to not getting one and I'll be fine. Yeah, in a really good year, it might be 60% effective. In a really bad year, it can be in the teens. Um, Dr. McCullough has predicted that this one is definitely less than 50%, probably down in the mid-30s, uh, and that's just a prediction. Right. So, again, it's a, that risk-benefit calculation. Uh, do you risk? All therapeutics have some risk, and certainly all vaccines carry a risk. You can get Guillain-Barre or any other kind of uh, reactions to almost any vaccine. So you need to weigh that against, you know, the risk of what is your actual risk if you were to get influenza. Um, Nobody wants to be sick. uh, But the question is, could you tolerate and get over, you know, six or or eight days of having the flu versus the risk of a Mm life-threatening or life-ending vaccine reaction? Yeah, Uh, I know we don't have a lot of time left. We may have to table this one until the next time we talk. But, Steve, I'll start with you. Pilot warns of airline industry disasters due to the vaccines that there are squawk 7,700 alerts, which basically is a pilot in distress. They are up 386 percent in 2023. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Uh, I think it follows the pattern we were talking about with Peter's video, which is, 
you know, if, if the heart's taking in glucose instead of what it's supposed to take in, if you have increased myocarditis and pilots were all vaccinated, that was absolutely That mandatory. was a big one. That's right. Um, you know, we can't produce pilots fast enough to overcome what's happening. I mean, if you've been in airports, there are lots of canceled flights for reasons you never understand. There's always a lot of people waiting on planes and airports. I think the schedules are down. I think it's going to have a big long-term negative effect on the airline industry. From a safety perspective, I'd like to know what their answer is going to be. I'd like them to be honest with us and say, look, we're not going to put somebody in a cockpit who tested positive with myocarditis. We're not going to put somebody in a, in a cockpit now. It doesn't even have to be myocarditis. It could just simply be they got vaccinated and they have a heart attack. We need to know that there's somebody in the cockpit that is safe right. um, for now because there's just too much risk otherwise. And quite frankly, going back to the other issue real quick, people don't get flu vaccines. Sometimes they need flu vaccines and other things. The problem we have now is, we don't believe in the institution. Yeah, the trust is gone. That's right. And, and if you lose trust in a government, right. trust in a, in a public health, then what do you do? You have a bunch of people taking risks they shouldn't be taking That's right. as well. That's right. Uh, and this question just came in. I know you've answered this before, but Dr. Kelly, one last time. If somebody has maybe mistakenly, they were unconscious, they don't know if they've been injected with the mRNA, is there any test to tell you whether you've had it or not? Uh, there is no commercially available test to tell if you've been vaccinated. There's no way to to know. Um, there, that's not available. I wish that it were because it would answer a lot of uh, questions and it might allow us to eventually find out what percentage of the population has been vaccinated. But no, there is no way to know. Um, I mean, there there are tests out there, but not commercially available. Okay. Uh, they can do tissue sampling and actually look for evidence of spike proteins. We know that anyone's been vaccinated, you can find evidence of the spikes in almost every one of their organ systems. And that is not the case with people who had COVID because those those spikes go away. You're not continuing to produce them. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there's no commercially available test for that. All right, guys, John, that's it. John, uh, go go John, ahead, Steve. we got 30 seconds. Go ahead. One, one quick thing, and that is, the unfortunately, the best way to know whether someone's been vaccinated and for sure is at autopsy because you'll see the signs ah, of it. Gotcha. Okay. Guys, as always, thank you. Uh, we won't talk next week because it is Thanksgiving Day that we normally do this. So have a great Thanksgiving, and I'm thankful for both of you and all that you've done for us. You as well, John. Thank, thank you. you. Dr. Thank Kelly, you thank you. Be you safe. bet. Have a great week and a good night. Uh, Veteran Windows and Doors is next, guys. If you're looking at your front door and wonder how secure is it, ask Dave. He'll tell you. Find him at klzradio.com. Veteran Windows and Doors realizes that your front door is your home's signature statement, and they can perfect the design and installation at a fraction of the cost. You want a front door that is energy efficient, durable, and increases the value of your home. That's why Veteran uses Provia Signet doors with the highest quality materials and customization options to match your home's unique style. Owner Dave Bancroft is confident he can beat any national company's price for Provia doors by 30 to 50%. There's no reason to pay more for the same door. And Provia recommends Veteran windows and doors for installation of their products because they know that Veteran uses a stricter installation method above what is required. You get a gorgeous, right-for-your-home door at the best price and installed correctly. To design your home's new front door with veteran windows and doors, go to klzradio.com window. That's klzradio.com window. K&R Home Transitions, two realtors for the price of one. They'll take the stress out of buying or selling a home. Find them at klzradio.com. 
worried about your parents living in that house as they get older. So now you really need Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions by your side. Cat and Robin are passionate about helping adult children and their parents as they both had to painfully go through the process with their own parents. Cat and Robin can assist you as much or as little as you need, and they will partner with you to sell the house for the highest price possible in the shortest time. Whether it's estate sales, open houses, cleaning and decluttering, photos and marketing, probate and paperwork, or transitioning to living in a multi-generational home, whew, that's way too much work for one person. Cat and Robin are senior real estate specialists, certified living in place professionals, chartered advisors for senior living, and certified home stagers among their many certifications. Visit klzradio.com home to see their work and schedule a no-strings-attached free consultation with Kat and Robin. All right, Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. If you're looking at a new uh, furnace or you've had any kind of issues at all, you just need a tune-up, you name it, they can take care of all of that. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at klzradio.com. As the cold winter approaches, so does the dry winter air. And Cub Creek has what you need to keep your house from drying out. When the climate in a home is too dry, it can lead to annoying things like dry skin, static shocks, nosebleeds, and allergy issues. But it can also lead to serious health concerns, such as respiratory issues like asthma, immune system problems, and sinus infections. In addition to the health issues, dry air in your home can decimate hardwood floors, cabinets, and other wood in your home, leaving you with costly repairs in short order. Cub Creek partners with April Air Humidifiers, and they can accommodate any size or style of home with both steam and fan-powered humidifiers. And if a whole home humidifier isn't right for you, Cub Creek will recommend a smaller unit that they trust. The REAM-certified pro partners at Cub Creek genuinely care about your home and comfort, so reach out today by going to klzradio.com slash HVAC today. It's time to leave your safe space. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. I got a text message in as well where somebody said, please ask the docs why weren't the fact that up to one-third of all common cold illnesses for the past century been attributed to members of the coronavirus family? Uh, we've talked about that many times on our program. I didn't have time to squeeze that in today, but trust me, Dr. Kelly and I and Steve have covered that uh, numerous times over the past oh, almost three years now that we've been chatting. So, again, thank you, by the way, though. That is a good reminder. And, yes, no, that was never talked about through this entire, uh, call it pandemic, scandemic, call it whatever you want to. But, no, that was never discussed. And thank you, by the way, for the reminder. And all the other text messages as well. I'll reply to those as quickly as I can. If you've ever missed any segment with Dr. Kelly Victory and Steve House, you can find those, again, all on our website, RushToReason.com. If you're listening to our replay, which replays again between 6 and 7 p.m. tonight, thank you for doing that as well. But, again, you can always send these episodes on to all friends and family easily. Just go to RushToReason.com, look under the show note, past shows section, and you can find them all there. Thank you for that. By the way, Hour 2 is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.